What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. You couldn't be more right there, John Dawson. Hello. Live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is finally Friday. That's right, folks. We've made it to Friday. Man, the NFL kicked off the season with a great game last night. If I sound a little bit tired, it's because I stayed up till the, I was about to say the bitter end. It wasn't a bitter end. Man, it was a heck of an ending last night to the, uh, to the uh, Detroit versus Kansas City game on Thursday night football to kick off the 2023 football season. Yeah, I'm a little bit tired, but you know what? I'm fired up because it is finally Friday, football Friday, September the 8th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 925 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why They'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game, but we have a jam-packed show for you today. Joining us in less than 20 minutes, he's our regular Friday guest. He's a knower of all things NASCAR, Carolina Hurricanes, NHL. He's the best dang sideline reporter in all of prep football. It's our good friend, Paul Whittington. He's also about to become a daddy, and when I say about to become a daddy, I mean we're talking about what it's as we're doing this live here at 702 Friday morning within the next 48 to we'll say 72 hours between the next 48 to 72 hours. Paul is going to be a dad, but more important than all of that. I mean, if you know, then if you know, you know, as the kids say, Linda's about to become a grandma and really Pam Sheffield, isn't that the most important thing? Not that Paul and Sam- Samantha are going to be, uh, you know, dad and mom. It's going to be that uh, Linda Whittington is finally going to be the grandmother. She's always dreamed of being, or as long as I've known her anyway. So uh, that's going to happen in the next, uh, like I said, the next 48 to 72 hours. I'll let you listen. We're going to have Paul up here on the line. We're going to talk NASCAR. We're going to talk some high school football. Uh, maybe heck we might even talk a little bit about last night's just amazing Thursday night, uh, football game, but, uh, I can promise you, I can guarantee you, uh, I don't have a house to live in. If I don't, uh, <laughs> talk to Paul first about what's about to happen with little Levi, I got to tell you, I got, I got to tell you this much. This is awesome. So Linda and I last night, we're in, uh, in Greenville, we we're picking up some gifts for, uh, our good friend, uh, Danny Rice, who uh, gave us a, just a nice engagement party. I mean, he's just awesome. So. Well, of course, we had to go to Greenville to UBE and uh, go get uh, uh, go get Danny some gifts. And Danny and Johnny, he and his beautiful wife, uh, some some awesome stuff. But uh, so that's what the game plan was. We were just going to go there and you know pick up Danny some stuff, Danny and Johnny some stuff, and then we saw all the baby stuff. And I don't even want to try to guess how much money we spent on uh, little outfits and. 
little cute little things for uh, little Levi Whittington, who will be joining us here, like I said, in the next uh, uh, 48 to 72 hours. And I've even, I tell you what, let me tell you this real quick. Uh, our second hour, it is Football Friday, so our whole second hour is going to be, well, not our whole because we're going to have the birthday game at the end, but uh, Will Harrell from South Nor, he's going to be joining us about five minutes into the second hour. Matt Beeman from Arendelle Parrot Academy, uh, about 20, 25 minutes or so into the second hour as uh, both their teams are getting ready to play tonight. And I want to apologize to Kenston too, to uh, Ryan Diesel, Geeswin and Kenston. In my, in my schedule here, I had Kenston going to Washington tonight. So, uh, but that game is actually at Viking field. So goodness gracious, I should have diesel on the show here today. And since he's got a home game, I love, I love promoting our home games here on the show. Please forgive me, Diesel. Uh, we'll make it up uh, next week when we have you on the show for uh, Kenston and South Lenore. I, like I said, I don't even know how I got that. I uh, All week I've been saying Kenston and Washington. Then for some reason I looked at it on the schedule, and it's actually at Kenston High tonight. So please accept my apology, Kenston Viking fans and Diesel, if you're listening right now. Uh, but like I said, I'll make it up to you, buddy. But uh, so that's, uh, like I said, Paul Whittington here. And uh, what about in less than 15 minutes? Will Harrell from South Nor, Matt Beeman from Arendelle Parrot Academy. And uh, before you know it, we will be done with the show today. I got to tell you this. Uh, Paul is not going to be on the sideline with us tonight, obviously. In fact, he was supposed to be going to the uh, ECU football game with me tomorrow, too. Not able to do it with uh, the <laughs> the baby any minute here. But he sent me this promo. I thought this was very cool. Tell me, tell, tell me what you all think about this. Plan on watching football this Sunday? Well, don't, because who needs football when you have babies? Join us this Sunday for a special edition of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenora Community College. It's Baby Watch 2023. We'll be broadcasting live from Wake Med Carry, giving live up-to-the-minute information, including special insight from our guest, OBGYN analyst. It's Baby Watch this Sunday, 8 a.m. on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenora Community College. <laughs> what do y'all think about that oh my god baby watch 2023 it is officially underway so much so even that uh on uh monday this coming monday we will be doing the show live from garner from uh, johnston county as uh we are going to be in baby watch 2023 we're there right now we will be that way all weekend and like i said i'm going to let uh paul give you all the details about that as we uh, as we get closer, but we will be doing the show live Monday morning from uh, Garner. Uh, we'll have Mark Panicelli on in our first hour. We'll have some winning coaches on from uh, from around the area uh, for our uh, Monday morning quarterback. But uh, I, I have to be in Garner on Monday for uh, for Linda's grandchild. Who you notice more importantly than uh, Paul and Samantha's uh, son is Linda's grandchild. So there you go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is just going to, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a very fun show today. Hey, don't forget about tonight. We're going to talk about, uh, high school football here in a little bit. Uh, I'm going to give you a little preview and then we'll talk to uh, Paul about it too. But, and you heard Jim, uh, coach Jimmy Smith and I talk about it yesterday too. It was a lot of fun. There's some big games this week. And again, I don't know how I got that. Uh, Kinston is at Washington, was at Washington, but li- whatever I said yesterday, uh, thank you, Mr. Clemens. Yes, that was a great ad. I'm going to play it a couple more times during today's show too, but, uh, but whatever I said yesterday, listen, Kinston is at home today. So, 
hey, uh, all of us make mistakes, don't we? And uh, there was mine for the day. Uh, Kinston is at home against Washington tonight. So if I said all day yesterday that Washington was or that Kinston was at Washington, please forgive me. I was wrong. So uh, there you go. But, hey, don't forget tonight live from Deep Run beginning at 5 o'clock. You're going to have the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. It'll be myself. It'll be a Hall of Fame coach, Jimmy Smith. You know what? I don't know if Jason Bryan is back yet. He's been on a, a little uh, radio uh, vacation uh, to Las Vegas. So uh, he and his lovely bride, uh, who are cel- who've celebrated their anniversary, so I don't know if he's going to be back for the game tonight. I hope he is. Uh, I'm going to take the sideline stuff. But we may not have a sideline reporter at all tonight. If that's so, then it's absolutely cool. Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith and I, we're going to be checking out the new uh, press box. I mean, it, it's the same press box. They've done a lot of stuff on the inside of it. We don't have to climb that ladder. If you've ever been in the press box at uh, the South North football field, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That harrowing climb up the uh, – up the ladder, and then, you know, you have to raise the windows and all that. I think uh, I think that uh, I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun there tonight as they take on Richlands. But the uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show, it'll include interviews with uh, all four coaches in Lenora County that are playing tonight. Uh, Aiden Grifton, head football coach, Paul Cornwell, and Jay Wilson, our uh, guy, uh, our, our just uh, one of the – Great guys in the field, kind of struggling a little bit, but we'll have all six of those coaches on, uh, all four from Lenore County that are playing tonight, Kenson, North North, South North, Parrot Academy, uh, Green Central, Aiden Grifton. That'll be part of our pregame show. Again, uh, we'll talk to Paul tonight. Hey, you want to tune in at 5 o'clock because we're going to have a live update from uh, Paul uh, on Baby Watch 2023. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to, to that tonight. But, again, that's a pregame show, the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show from 5 to 7 p.m. Then kickoff of the game between Richlands and uh, South Lenore. It's the 52nd game of uh, the rivalry that dates all the way back to 1965. And i got to tell you, if you missed yesterday's show, and we had a lot of listeners, it was really cool. Uh, uh, I got a lot of great feedback. I got, maybe I need to have Coach Smith on if he could do it. Maybe not weekly, but if we could have him on every other week, especially here in football season. I, folks really enjoyed listening to you, Coach Smith, talk about uh, playing Richlands and your memories of all the way back to the 60s. That was awesome. That was a lot of fun. So, And then even coaching against Richlands uh, in the 80s and 90s. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to have to have uh, Coach Smith. Uh, if, if he'll do it, I have him on maybe, maybe not every week, but every other week. It's just so much fun. It's like having George Whitfield on uh, the phone i mean these these guys that have just so much sports knowledge and uh just institutional knowledge of uh, sports here in uh, lenora county uh, it's just it's incredibly awesome uh and again thank hey uh greg clemens thank you for that uh yes uh from pam thank you pam sheffield uh yes i agree the most important thing is linda becoming a grandma uh, it's very important to make her so very happy. And it is, uh, she has, she's not been able to sleep the last couple of nights. I probably shouldn't even uh, say this on the air, but, uh, she can't figure out why, Well, I know why it's because she's on the threshold of becoming a grandma and she is just so geeked out about it. There's, uh, nothing else she can do about it except for not sleep. Okay. Um, 
some LCC. I tell you what, let's talk about LCC real quick here. Uh, our good friends, uh, Richie Hennecke, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at LCC for more than 65 years. Uh, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And, man, so many great things going on over at LCC over the next couple of weeks. We've got Fiesta LCC, which is a week from tomorrow. That is going to include uh, music. It's going to have a children's area. Folkloric Latin dance is going to be performed. Community resources for our Latin friends. And here's the part that uh, I know Linda and I are most excited about. Food trucks, uh, tropical kebabs, and more. Uh, the JMK Taco Express uh, and other ones to a Salvadorian food truck. Man, that's going to be so much fun. And that is a week from tomorrow, a week from Saturday out at LCC. Uh, and uh, let me see if it's got the time zone here. 12 to 5, noon to 5 p.m. at LCC, Fiesta LCC. I cannot wait for that. I know Linda can't either. Richie Honeycutt, all the folks over there. We're going to have so much fun. Uh, like I said, the main part to me is going to be, uh, eating all the great food. It is going to be awesome. So there you go. That is, uh, Hey, also LCC. How could I forget this? We had her on earlier this week, the little mermaid. And I shared, uh, something on Facebook about it too. And you can see Holly Holder in her little mermaid, uh, I said uniform in her little mermaid outfit. She is so cute. And, uh, it is, uh, I can't wait for that. That's going to be. September 22nd through the 24th. That's a, a Friday through Sunday. And then uh, the next weekend, too, September 29th through October 1st. Get your tickets now. We do not have our tickets yet. We are going to get our tickets soon, though, because uh, Linda and I are going to definitely be out there to support our next-door neighbor's child. Uh, yes, we live right next door to Lee and uh, uh, Lee and Kathy Holder, and it's their uh, amazing daughter. And if you miss that show, you know, I always tell you, you know, like yesterday's show with Coach Jimmy Smith, if for whatever reason you missed it yesterday, then go to brianhanks.com, and I promise you're going to have so much fun. He was our first-hour guest yesterday and just did a great job, an amazing job, uh, uh, just talking about everything. And then uh, Holly Holder, I believe Monday or Tuesday of this week, I can tell you real quick, she was on – Yes, Monday. She was on the second hour of Monday this week. And, uh, man, just had a blast with her. She's going to be back on that week of the 22nd, too, talking about uh, The Little Mermaid. Going to try to get Jessica Cruz in here, maybe somebody else. And they're going to sing. How cool is that going to be? Maybe sing a number from The Little Mermaid. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So, anyway, uh, that, again, uh, and that's going to be at LCC, September 22nd through the 24th, September 29th through October the 1st. And uh, with Holly Holder, uh, just just an amazing, amazing uh, actress, amazing student, amazing teacher, and uh, get you're gonna we're gonna talk a lot more about that as we get closer to it too. Hey, uh, tomorrow, if you're not going to the ECU game, which I will be at, uh, and I may get back a little bit early. I haven't decided yet. I need to go to this thing tomorrow. 
uh, at the gate. It is awesome. It's going to be honoring uh, one of my bosses, uh, Lenore County Sheriff Jackie Rogers and Kinston Police Department Chief Keith Goyette. It's going to be at the gate tomorrow night. It starts at 6 o'clock. There's going to be a nice meal. There's going to be uh, entertainment by Rick Vernon and his crew from uh, from the Duplin Winery. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you need to get out there and support that. Again, uh, listen, I know a lot of folks, it's a first game of the year for ECU. I'm going to be there for sure with Danny Rice and Johnny Rice and uh, what uh, thousands of others from uh, Kenston and Lenora County in eastern North Carolina. But if, you, if you're not going to the game tomorrow, you can help honor Lenore County Sheriff Jackie Rogers and uh, Kenston Police Department Chief Keith Goyette tomorrow night, 6 p.m., uh, and also raise money for the gate. It's going to be a great time out there tomorrow night. So if you can get out there and do that, you can go to the gate at kinston.com. Uh, I believe I still have that site up here. Uh, yes, the gate at Ken. I'm sorry. No, no, no. The gate at kinston.org. The gate at kinston.org. You can buy your tickets there. You can give uh, them a call at uh, 252-939-3223. And uh, you will uh, be able to uh, go to uh, and support. I mean, the gate's such a great organization. You heard uh, Rick Vernon talking about it earlier this week. Uh, they are now servicing, I mean, I was about to say dozens. I mean, nearly 100 Kinston and Lenore County teens every Friday, every Friday night at the gate. And, uh, it doesn't cost the kids anything. It's awesome. It just, and this is your chance. You can help raise funds for them. Hey, I'm not just talking about it. I made a donation to it too. Okay. So you can do the same thing. If you can't go, if you're going to be, uh, at, uh, historic Granger stadium. Thank you, Mr. Clemens. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to be there. Uh, but, uh, I've got a, I've got a friend that's going to be, uh, holding me a Jersey. <laughs> I hope anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I'm not going to be able to be at the game tomorrow night because I'm going to be at the ECU game. And then I might even come back through Kenson and stop at this gate event. Haven't decided yet, but, uh, if you can, please get out there and support those young people. That would be awesome. Uh, man, can't believe Tom is flying here and we're going to save these uh, game previews for Paul here in a moment, but Thank you, Greg Clemens. Reminded me about the Down East Wood Ducks. They won last night, four to two over the Augusta Green Jackets. I appreciate you, Mr. Clemens, for sending me that result at the end of the game. Uh, listen, fireworks Friday tonight, brought to you by WNCT, and then a beautiful free camouflage jersey presented by uh, LCC. LCC is the uh, sponsor for that. Uh, so uh, get out there early tomorrow, and I can tell you if you're going to. The Wood Ducks game, don't be showing up at uh, 4 o'clock when the gates open thinking you're going to get one because there's already going to be uh, probably about a 1,000 people in line at that point to uh, get their uh, free camouflage jersey, and it is sweet. It's got an orange, uh, what, chest to it, I guess you would say, and then camouflage sleeves. It's got the LCC logo on the back, and it's just so sweet, so, so sweet. Uh, but if you want to get out there, you need to be out there. If you don't have season tickets like uh, Greg Clemens and I, and you're probably going to want to get out there about 315, 320 yourself to get yourself a good place in line to get that beautiful jersey tomorrow. Uh, and then uh, Dogs and Dogs Day on Sunday. And then don't forget your playoff tickets. The playoffs, playoffs, the playoffs begin on Tuesday, just four days from now, uh, up in uh, the armpit of uh, North Carolina in Zebulon as the Wood Ducks will be looking to go up one game to none against the uh, hated Carolina Mudcats. 
because it was clinched last night. Thank you to, uh, I think, Mr. Clemens Center, but I know John Clemens messaged me last night, too, to let me know about that uh, the game uh, is official. That uh, or, I mean, the series is official. It's going to be the uh, Down East Wood Ducks taking on the hated Carolina Mudcats. And uh, that will be uh, first game one is Tuesday. Game two, now they're going to take a day off on Wednesday, and game two is Wednesday right here at Historic Granger Stadium in Kinston. On top of all that, the first 1,000 fans, I'm sitting here holding it in my hands right now, is going to get a 2023 playoffs uh, rally towel. Uh, it has uh, the Down East Wood Ducks logo on it with uh, hashtag flock together. And then how about this on the other side, the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College with hashtag quack attack. Where did I get quack attack from? From Greg Clemens. How about that? He is basically a producer of this show anyway. And so get out there early on Thursday, what, six days from now, game two, hopefully. It'll be the second and deciding game for uh, uh, the Down East Wood Ducks to uh, clinch the first-round series. And then uh, if they win that, they'll turn around, they'll play on Sunday. Uh, so what, that would be uh, the 17th or uh, 8th, 9th, 10th. Yeah, Sunday the 17th. I'll get it right here, I promise. Uh, and you'll get a, a rally towel, again, presented by the, uh, by the Down East Wood Ducks and the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Very excited about that. Uh, LCC Volleyball, unfortunately, lost last night in four sets against Sand Hills Community College. Uh, however, they'll have a quick turnaround there. They'll have a chance to uh, to uh, bounce back as they play tomorrow. They play two teams. According to the schedule, they play uh, two teams tomorrow as they will first take on uh, Caldwell Tech at... Uh, da, 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 let me find my place here. Uh, they'll take on uh, Caldwell Tech at 2 o'clock, and then they'll turn around and play Johnson and Wales at 4 o'clock. And, of course, our good friend Ricky Whaley will be on the PA call of both those games. The FIBA World Cup, the semifinals are taking place right now uh, between Serbia and uh, somebody. I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the other game, though, Paul Whittington, is the United States will take on Germany, and that's going to be before this show ends today. It's going to be uh, somewhere on the uh and uh, the 8 30 8 40 window as we're wrapping up the show today so you can tune into that so whew, goodness gracious what? paul i have talked non-stop for 22 minutes and 22 seconds man i need you to uh take over for a minute so i could take a sip of water and a and a fruit punch gatorade here because man i am all talking and i didn't even say anything about the high school football games taking place tonight what in the world is the FIBA world cup I have no clue what that is. I guess I guess he's in the middle of a drink. So I, I was in the middle. I was in the middle of a sip there. <laughs> oh, yes, it's the I basketball was. World Cup. Okay, it's the basket, basketball. Yes, okay. the Federal International. What the Federal International Basketball Association? Something like our Federation of International Basketball Association. Something like that. I don't know. But uh, Brandon's playing. You know what, dude? You're right. Most of the time, That's I right. probably he wouldn't is. care. Yeah. Yep. Most of the time, I probably wouldn't care, but with Brandon playing in it and being a starter, he has started, uh, I'm pretty sure, every single game in this thing. And like I said, with the semifinals, uh, as we go off the air today, uh, we'll be talking about that uh, on Monday. But you know what? Uh, I've already played the uh, ad. Greg Clemens gave it two thumbs up. <laughs> he thought it was awesome. I got to play it again. Do you mind if I play it again? Yeah, I'll play it again. Here we go. Plan on watching football this Sunday? Well, don't, because who needs football when you have babies? 
Join us this Sunday for a special edition of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenora Community College. It's Baby Watch 2023. <laughs> we'll be broadcasting live from Wake Med Carry, giving live up-to-the-minute information, including special insight from our guest, OBGYN analyst. It's Baby Watch this Sunday, 8 a.m. on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenora Community College. Dude, you're a freaking genius, man. A freaking genius. <laughs> that is awesome. I will be playing that tonight uh, because you will be. We're going to get caught up on everything, but uh, you are going to be joining me on the uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. Now, you're not going to be there live in person, but uh, we'll, we'll be able to get a good 10 minutes with you as uh, we talk about the games and you give us a Baby Watch 2023 update, right? Yeah, we will. We will give whatever update exists uh, tonight on the pregame show. I don't know that it'll be much different from the situation we're we're currently in this morning, which is all systems are a go, nothing's happening. Uh, but we will, if anything changes, we will certainly update the listeners this afternoon on the Real Love Discount Drugs pregame show. Well, I tell you what's amazing is just the changes that have happened just in the last week since the last time that we had you on. What, uh, a week ago, it was looking like it was going to be, uh, what, September 15th, September 16th, 17th, something like that. And, you know, this, that, and the other. I don't even want to steal your glory, man. Catch us up. Where do we stand right now with uh, little Levi Brian Weddington? Yeah, well, don't worry. Don't worry, folks. Brian is not the middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they have they have scheduled an induction date for this Sunday. Uh, I won't dive into what what caused them to to want to want to go sooner and and just rest assured that that baby and and mom are both doing well right now. We had the final growth scan yesterday. Uh, he's clocking in at about eight and a half nine pounds somewhere in there, and, wow. it's, and it's like plus or plus or minus a pound. Like he's gonna be a big guy, no doubt about that. Um, but uh. Yeah, so the, the the doctor after after seeing us over the weekend last last weekend, uh, they they made the decision that they wanted to to just bump it up a, a week early. Um, nothing's wrong, no, nothing's wrong with with mom or the baby. Uh, just some some things that they saw, and and given uh, just some medical history and, and stuff like that. You know, Sam is diabetic. Uh, they they just decided they wanted to go ahead and and move forward with an induction date of this Sunday. So uh, we'll, we'll be there 8 a.m. Uh, to get ready to just sit around and wait in what is <laughs> going to feel like the longest layover of my life. Uh, but but I was really hoping, I actually asked the doctor, can we do it after like 4.30? Like let me get through the 1 o'clock window with the NFL, see the Ravens game, and then we'll come in. Um, no, it's scheduled for 8 a.m. The, the hospital does not. I repeat, does not have Sunday ticket, but they do have Wi-Fi, and I have an iPad, Brian Hanks. <laughs> I love it. Did you buy the YouTube package? I did. See, I haven't, and I'm still waiting. I, Mark Panicelli's tried to talk me into it. I, I, I'm going to, I'm sure, but I don't know, man. I'm still just a little... I don't even know, man. I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, how, you've not obviously you've not seen it yet because we've not have had games yet on Sunday, but... I don't know, man. I'm just worried about how, because I'll have to run it through my, my PlayStation 4. Well, I don't have to, but I'm going to run it through my PlayStation 4. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm a little bit worried about it. So you're going to be out there at 8 a.m. We need to let everybody know, too. I said it for folks who may just be joining us now. We will be doing the show live from Garner, from uh, the 
famous, uh, the world-famous uh, Paul Whittington Man Cave on Gold Lane in, uh, in, in beautiful Garner, North Carolina. See, now I'm even throwing out your street uh, name, dude. So, uh, Well, you, did, you didn't get it right, so that's okay. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> but we'll be doing it. Leaf. Oh, Gold Leaf Lane. There you go, Gold Leaf Lane, and uh, beautiful Garner. And we'll be doing the show live there. Uh, we'll be getting updated. That'll be Monday. So uh, I'm thinking Monday morning at seven o'clock, twenty three hours after you guys have checked in, uh, there should be a good chance that uh, little Levi might be in the world, right? Yeah. Well, you would hope. You would. You would certainly hope. Um, but you know, they, they have also said, you know, it, this could be something that just takes a, a few hours and, and you got a kid, this could be something that goes in excess of, of 24 hours. Uh, and, and they have told us to just be mentally ready for a baby to be born sometime on Monday. Wow. I hope I don't have to sit in the, uh, in the hospital for more than 24 hours without <laughs> child, but we'll see. We'll see. Dude, this is going to be so much fun. And. Uh, your mama's heading up, uh, what, tomorrow? I will be heading up uh, tomorrow after the ECU game, I guess. Or I, I think I've decided. I think I told her. I've decided I'm coming up Sunday morning. I'm going to come up Sunday okay. morning. But, uh, uh, I, again, I can only imagine uh, what it's like in your household right now because I know what it's like here. I kind of mentioned it in the monologue, too. Uh, Linda and I, we went to you – know, Danny and Johnny Rice gave us just an amazing uh, engagement party uh, last week. Uh, just was really honored, and some of our best friends in the world were there, and some just great people. I noticed you didn't show up, but, hey, that's that's something for another day, Paul. I'm picking. Dude, 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 I'm picking. You're in Baby Watch 2023. It's all good. <clears throat> but uh, Danny and Johnny did it. Uh, it was just awesome. So we decided we went to UBE yesterday just to go, you know, get them some gifts to, to thank them and got them some cool stuff. And then we made the mistake, Paul. Of get who knew UBE had an extensive baby wear uh, or whatever you call it is it infant wear baby wear or whatever uh, baby clothes, dude, dude. Oh yeah, they got a lot over there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if I could have found a little baby helmet, I would have got that too. Let's just say that, dude. <laughs> Levi is going to be ready for ECU Saturdays. Okay, I'm not joking. Well, you know they. They make the mini helmets, and there's a chance one of them could fit. <laughs> oh we won't. God. We won't try. Dude, it. I didn't even think about that though. You're right. Like the little, the <laughs> little man. Dude, I've got a mini helmet. I've got a pirate's mini helmet they gave me last year. Remember? We're it, not it, it's, try it's, to put it on the baby. Why not? <laughs> the head is sensitive when it's first born. <laughs> well, let's give it a couple of months, and then we'll see. I mean, surely. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Dude, I'm excited. This, you're gonna dude, you're gonna be impressed with some of the stuff we found yesterday, man, uh for Levi. Anyway. So anyway, there you go. There you go. So Baby Watch twenty twenty three, it is underway. Um we'll be doing the show live from Garner on Monday as part of uh Baby Watch. Of course it'll be uh Monday morning quarterback. We'll have our winning coaches on. Uh we'll have Mark Panicelli on. And it'll be neat to have uh Pan now you'll still be at the hospital, but maybe we can do where we patch uh you in and uh Mark Panicelli at the same time or something so he can offer his congratulations to you too, if we're at that point. Or his uh what's the opposite of congratulations when after you've been sitting there for 24 hours. Condolences for sitting there for 24 hours at that point. So, Baby Watch 2023 underway, brought to you by Lenore Community. Oh, anyway. (laughs) We should have got a sponsor for Baby Watch, dude. I I don't know if you actually, like, uh, um, 
put this out there, but there there is not actually a show on Sunday morning. Just as a disclaimer. Oh no 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 Monday morning Monday morning. No 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 we we played the ad. Oh I know but dude you yeah, don't think okay, I'm going yeah. to be doing live updates on my Facebook feed? Oh I know I know. Oh come on man well actually I don't want to steal the thunder from y'all you know with it being you know your baby well it'll be on Linda's oh, Facebook let me, feed. <laughs> let me just go ahead and tell you. Let me just go ahead and tell you if anybody posts on Facebook that the baby is born before Sam does, <laughs> I can't. I can't help what happens after that. You're right. I will definitely not. Uh, I do, dude. I fear that girl, man. I'm telling you. I mean, I love her, adore her, but I've loved her from the very first minute we met her over at that. What was it? That sporting goods store, not sporting goods, but the outdoor store. What was the name of that store? Yeah, Cabela's. Cabela's. Yeah, up in uh, Garner when we met her that night for the very first time and. Man, she just, dude, tell me that Samantha didn't just jump right into the family and just became, she became a Whittington years before she got married, dude. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, y'all threw a lot of crap at her and, and she didn't, <laughs> she didn't fret. She threw it right back. She didn't budge one bit, man. That's why, and I'm serious, dude. That's when I knew Samantha was going to be, uh, she was, she was going to fit in nicely. How's that? Absolutely. Okay, well let's uh, let's pivot uh, to uh, what we have you on here for. Although Baby Watch twenty twenty three obviously is the most important thing, of course. But uh, you are our NASCAR expert, and the playoffs have begun. I was so disgusted with uh, last week's race. I mean, just and and it's another one of those things. Mark and I talked about it on Monday, but uh, uh, your boy over at Hendrick Motorsports, and I don't know why his name is escaping me right now, Kyle. Uh, Larson. Kyle Larson, thank you. Watched that entire race and I've watched by the way, I've watched more races of Bo to Stern or Bo to Stem or however they say start to finish than I probably made definitely since the nineties. And that was another one that I watched pretty much from start to finish. It was a great race. Uh but man, Kyle Larson and the the analysts who are, you know, basically a lot of them are former drivers. When they have as much respect as they have for him, that tells you a lot. He he really is. And you and I said it, you know, when we were North Wilkesboro, we, you've said it all season. If you were just grading people like how Madden does, you know, uh, football players, one to 99 or whatever, he would have to be, he would have to be the top ranked player and he would have to be a 96 or 97, wouldn't he? He would. Uh, no, no question about it. The guy just wins and, and whatever, whatever he gets in. Uh, which is, which makes me really, really, really excited for Memorial Day weekend next year when he runs the the double, running the Indianapolis 500 and then the Coke 600. Uh, because I think if there's ever a driver that has had the ability or that has had the best chance, I guess is the better word here, has had the best chance of winning both of those races, it's got to be Kyle Larson. Uh, he just, like I said, he just knows how to drive cars. He, he wins in anything he gets in. And seeing his performance on on sunday was certainly impressive did he lead the most laps no did he have the best car probably not um but he was in the right position at the right time and the strategy worked out in his favor but i think what was most impressive about it is his ability to ride the wall for 500 miles and and i think this is where you know, Kyle Larson really becomes very, very, very impressive. The preferred line around Darlington is about two inches off the outside retaining wall. 
And there are so many people, we talk about the Darlington strike, that, that get up there into the, um, what do they, what do they call it? Um, the marbles. They get up there into the marbles, which is basically just the asphalt with no rubber right beside the wall. And they just lose grip and they slide and they, they hit the wall, bounce right off and keep going. We saw on board, uh, with, with Tyler Reddick do it quite a few times. Uh, but Kyle Larson, I don't, maybe he scraped the wall, maybe he didn't, I don't know, but, uh, for 500 miles, he ran the, he ran the marbles. Uh, ran two inches off the wall pretty much the entire race. And it's just impressive because that takes so much discipline and so much skill to be able to do, Brian. Well, again, like I said, I mean, uh, whether you like him or don't like him, I don't like him for past stuff. We're not going to get into all that, but I just, (coughs) dude, you've got to respect the man's talent. He is talented. And it's like you said, and it's not just, you know, a NASCAR stock car he gets behind uh, gets behind the wheel in. Everything he drives, he is just a heck of a driver. And it, it's, dude, it, it's so funny how, you know, like it goes back to how I'm not really a LeBron fan. I wasn't a Tom Brady fan. I wasn't a Derek Jeter fan. But, well, actually, I became a Derek Jeter fan. But you've got to respect what the man does. And he is just a hell of a driver. And... Uh, just to catch everybody up, that was the first race of the uh, of the playoffs, and he now he doesn't have to worry about getting into the uh, the round of twelve, does he? He doesn't. He is uh, he has punched his ticket to the round of twelve, which was already kind of uh, not going to be an issue for Kyle Larson. He had enough points to where he just needed to finish all the races on the lead lap, and he would have pointed his way into the round of twelve. But now he doesn't need to do that. Now he can work on building a um, a cushion, so to speak, and go out and go to a track like, like Kansas that we're going to this weekend, a, a track that he's run well at, and, and I think he's won at before, uh, and, and build his cushion heading into heading into the round of 12. So, uh, But to your point, he is locked in. Well, and I mean, how much, how I hate to ask this because I think uh, Joey had sort of the same situation last year, you know, America's driver, Joey Logano, where he, uh, won early in the playoffs. You, how much motivation is there for Kyle Larson? I mean, other than just being a natural competitor, obviously, and all that, but how much motivation is there for him to get out there and win the race in Kansas this weekend, knowing, like you said, he's already locked into the round of 12. And on top of that, I mean, probably uh, the round of eight at this point, as many points as he has. I mean, I, I think there's all the motivation in the world. And yes, okay, he has okay. been to victory lane at Kansas. Uh, he went to victory lane back in 2021. Uh, it, it's all about building that cushion. The more races you win, the more points you get, the less you have to worry about uh, the round of 12. You know, we're, we're going to some difficult tracks in, in the round of 12. Uh, and it doesn't get any easier, right? We still have, Talladega coming up. That's a that's a wild card. We still have Bristol coming up. We still got Martinsville coming up. Uh, that that ends the the round of eight. Uh, we still got the the Charlotte Roval coming up. Like there's a lot of tough tracks on the schedule. The more wins that you get, the more cushion you build to where those races just don't become as important. Now, if you have a couple of bad weekends, you find yourself in a in a tough situation heading into like the round of eight, yeah, you need to go out and find a win. But the more wins you get, the bigger the cushion is and the more that you can breathe and have a better chance of, of pointing your way in to the next round. 
Well, thank you, NASCAR.com. I'm trying to find the, uh, the standings right now, and they actually don't have it up on the site, believe it or not. Unless I'm looking at the wrong place. I mean, I clicked on current playoff standings, and it's blank. It shows round of 16, and it's blank. However, I do know Larson's in well, – go ahead. Yeah, I have it up right here. Okay, go ahead. Um, take, it, take it away. So, yeah, so, so Kyle Larson is – he's technically second in points, um, but he is considered first in, in playoff ranking because he's the only driver to win in the playoffs so far. So he currently leads with William Byron second. I won't go through the full 12. Kyle and, and Tyler Reddick is third. Well, I'd I'd kind of uh, like you. I'd kind of like then, you to do it because yeah. I don't have in front of me, and okay. I'd like to know where America's driver is right now. <laughs> All right, so uh, Chris Busher is fourth. Okay. Eddie Hamlin is fifth. Sixth is Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch is seventh. Frank Keselowski currently eighth. Ryan Blaney ninth. Tenth is Ross Chastain. Eleventh is Joey Logano, and twelfth is Christopher Bell. Uh, 44, 45 points, I should say, below the cut line. Uh, is Bubba Wallace, he's 13th. Kevin Harvick is 14th, 46 points back. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 15th, uh, 48 points below the cut line. And Michael McDowell, uh, 63 points below the cut line in 16th. Uh, so the four drivers uh, currently out of the playoff picture if they don't win or are unable to point their way in to the, uh, to the round of 12. Bubba Wallace, Kevin Harvick, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Michael McDowell. Okay. Uh, I think there's certainly a situation where Bubba Wallace could point himself in as well as Kevin Harvick. I think you get down to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Michael McDowell pretty much in must-win situations for the final two weeks of the round of 16. And just for people like me who are, you know, getting back into NASCAR, maybe folks who are wanting to get into it because of how excitedly you talk about it every week here, Paul, is that, yes, those four, the bottom four, 13 through 16, they may be, you know, out of it points-wise at this moment, but, 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 but if they win or any of the other drivers win, uh, they automatically are moved on to the uh, round of 12, correct? That's correct. Anybody, okay. anybody that wins, regardless of where you are in the playoffs right now, anybody that wins is automatically moved on to the round of 12. Very so good. if Michael McDowell goes out and gets a victory, he's 16th in points. He's, Moved to the round of 12, and now Christopher Bell is it becomes the bubble driver, okay. right? So uh, it, it's all about when and you're in to the next round. I love it. And, and you know what? As someone who, you know, listen, I still like the old, don't get it twisted here. Here's the old man, old gray-haired man uh, yelling at the clouds, getting ready to say something here. You know, I still <laughs> enjoy <coughs> the pre-playoffs part of this. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, I love pointing it out. And then, you know, for people who complain, well, there were never, ever, there were never any exciting uh, point races. Well, that's poppycock. Okay. Because I mean, I, dude, just go back to 92, man. I mean, 92, when you had, technically you had five drivers that had a chance to win the championship going into the final race, but you legitimately had three that were all what within 12 points, 13 points of each other going into the final race. And, just one of the best races of all time. In fact, in my opinion, probably the best race of all time. It was Jeff Gordon's very first race. It was Richard Petty's last race. Uh, you had two drivers who passed away the, the next season uh, who were challenging Bill Elliott for the championship and Davey Allison and Alan Kowicki. But having said all that, 
I gotta tell you, Paul, I'm kind of getting into the uh, this point, the, to the playoffs, and I mean it. I mean it really is. I mean, yeah. maybe I'm drinking the Kool Aid, maybe I'm, uh, you know, uh, whatever, becoming a sheep or whatever. But dude, I'm actually liking the playoffs. Your thoughts on the playoffs, and do you like it in its uh, its current iteration, or is it something? Are there things that if Paul Whittington were the NASCAR commissioner, he would chase change? Yeah, I, I actually like this version of the playoffs. Uh, I, I like our current point structure. I like the fact that uh, there is an emphasis on winning. And certainly you can, you know, we, we almost saw it happen last year where it was, it is possible. It is possible to win a championship without winning a race. So you're, you point your way into the playoffs, you point your way into the round of 12, you point your way into the round of eight, you point your way into the final four. Uh, and then if, as long as you just finish ahead of the other three drivers in the championship four, you're the champion, right? So you can, you can finish second, not win a race all season, finish second at Phoenix. And as long as you finish a, a, ahead of the three, you can, you win the championship. Uh, but the, the, the actual likelihood of that happening is pretty slim. We came very close last year, but the actual likelihood of it happening is is pretty slim. So uh, I like this current version of the playoffs. I also like the fact that we just don't know who the champion is going to be until the checkered flag of the final race. Uh, that was that was always my beef with the old point system. I, while I like the old point system and I like the you know the bonus point for bonus five points for leading a lap, the the five bonus points for leading the most laps, and all. And all that stuff, and uh, you know, maybe I could do it without stages. I don't know, but uh, what I didn't like about that old structure was there'd be two, three races to go, and somebody's already clinched the championship. And then, what's the point of the, of the last couple of races, right? No, like they, that's a good it take, point. It take it takes the excitement out of those. So, I mean, can you imagine in football if somebody clinched the Super Bowl before the playoffs even started? Like, it just what would be the point of the playoffs at that point? And, and so that's why, that's why I say, like, I, I like this version because we don't know who the champion actually is definitely 100% going to be until we get a checkered flag at Phoenix in the final race of the year. Well, see, you're going to check your phone to see if you're really talking to me because I'm getting ready to, you know, to pay NASCAR another compliment, but, but <laughs> you're right. I mean, it, back in the day, they all you I remember I don't even remember the season but uh going into the penultimate race of the season all the winner had to do and I'm thinking it was Jeff Gordon maybe or maybe it was an Earnhardt's championships anyway my point being all he had to do was start the final two races of the year now if something happened and he couldn't start those last two you know he wouldn't have he wouldn't win the championship and now that I think about it I'm almost positive it was Earnhardt but my point being, uh, hey, even in the old system, you could you could not win a race all season long and still win a championship. I remember Bill Elliott winning twelve races one year. What in a thirty, what thirty four, thirty five uh, race season, twelve races, and he didn't win the championship. He was almost yeah. he almost Ricky Bobbied it. Where and I remember it was either he won the race. Or he DNF'd. I mean, he had 12 wins and I think seven or eight DNFs that year. And that's what kept him from winning a championship. So for any, listen, there's probably no perfect way, Paul. I mean, there really isn't. There's no perfect way to do this. But 
again, get ready to check your phone. I think NASCAR has done as good a job as they can with this, dude, and I, I'm giving them props. And how often does Brian Hanks compliment uh, NASCAR, dude? It's, it's not very often. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I, I, I was actually looking this up a few moments ago before you started talking about it, and I haven't actually found the, the answer yet. But if I'm not mistaken, uh, it was the 1998 season when Jeff Gordon won the championship. Uh, and, and looking at that season, there were 33 races. I think he clinched the championship somewhere around Daytona or Phoenix, which would have been in the last four races of the year, uh, with Rockingham and Atlanta being the last two. I want to say that he clinched somewhere around Phoenix and he just had to start the last two races. That's I do remember that. And then maybe that's who it was. Like I said, I couldn't remember if it was it was a big driver. It wasn't like Terry Labonte. It wasn't Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was no, either it was, Earnhardt or Gordon. I I remember I know that. I know that I know that in ninety there was definitely one of Jeff Gordon's championships and I think it was nineteen ninety eight. Granted, I was eight years old. <laughs> I, I think it was nineteen ninety eight where he clinched before the season finale in it. Well, there you but go. I guess theoretically it could have been 2021. But man, how good was Jeff Gordon in 1998? One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen wins good out of 33 Lord. races. Oh, he would. Let me tell you something, dude. And that was in that period where I was covering him for the uh, for the Gaston Gazette. And, uh, he was, there was nobody could touch him. And I always loved a little, and I don't know, again, you were, like you said, you were eight years old at the time. I don't know how much you remember this, but you are a student of history. You know, Earnhardt always poked at him all the time and mm -hmm. he respected him. You could tell even early on in, uh, in Gordon's career, uh, Earnhardt recognized that, Hey, this guy coming up, he he's me, just a nicer version of me or whatever. But I always loved how. Earnhardt always poked at him, and, you know, Gordon being the little uh, geek that he was, <laughs> uh, it, it, he looked like his feelings were hurt sometimes. And it took, I think, honest to God, uh, Paul, I think it took uh, Gordon several years. It definitely wasn't in his first two or three years of being, on, you know, a regular on the circuit. It took him being around Earnhardt to realize that, hey, if, if Earnhardt's picking on you, he liked you. You know what I'm saying? If he didn't care anything about it, he just didn't say anything about you. And he, believe me, he did that to plenty of drivers. Okay. If he didn't like you, you just weren't even in his, uh, in his viewfinder or whatever. But I think he liked, uh, Gordon. He respected Gordon. He, he knew that, Hey, this guy's definitely the future of uh, NASCAR. And I think that's why he always pokes so much fun at him. Yeah, they, they certainly had an interesting relationship, no doubt about it. And, uh, that was, that was peak NASCAR because, you know, it, you could go anywhere in North Carolina and it, it could be basketball season. It could not be basketball season. Duke and Carolina wasn't the big rivalry. It was Jeff Gordon and Dell Earnhardt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, just different times that we live in uh, or that we lived in. Uh, and I found the article here. Jeff Gordon clinched the Winston Cup title in 1998 after winning uh, the AC Delco 400 at – uh, Daytona. Wow. So with, with how many was, races left? Or excuse me, that was the Pepsi 400. Um, well, now I'm confused. The AC Delco 400. Okay. Now I've lost it. Where'd it go? Um, but it was like with three, this is great radio, man. I love it. I know. Sorry. I, 
I click on I click on all these things. Okay, sorry. The AC Delco 400 was okay. That was confusing. But um, it was at Rockingham <laughs> with with so it was the next to last race that okay. he clinched. So and, and, sorry, where I got confused was this article was written on October 23rd, 1998, and it says Jeff Gordon clinches Winston Cup title, but it talks about the AC Delco 400, which was run two a week or so after the article was written. That's where I got. Yeah, I can see that. But anyway, anyway, uh, hey, uh, breaking news uh, just for everybody here. Serbia, Serbia is going to the champion to the FIBA World Cup Championship. I know you were anxiously awaiting that result, right? I was. I was. Couldn't (laughs) wait. (laughs) There you go. So it was Serbia defeated Canada in one semifinal. We've got the United States coming up in the next one uh, here. About 30, 35 minutes or so. Okay, uh, just uh, let's get a prediction from you. Uh, who you think is going to win uh, this week in uh, Kansas? And, and punch there to it. Do you think it'll be a, a playoff team? Is there a chance? To, see, you've got to think. If I'm Chase Elliott right now, I'm wanting to just spoil everything for everybody. I There's a part of me that thinks I really thought he had a, la- a chance last week was yeah. – uh, <laughs> oh, hey, 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 I got to introduce this. Thank you, Forrest Dawson, uh, John Dawson's dad, uh, who's a big NASCAR fan, too. Oh, he, he just took a shot at my heart, but he's not inaccurate. You ready for this? Talking about NASCAR. He said, the oh, dude, oh, get ready to uh, applaud Forrest Dawson here, okay? All right. He said the main reason Elliott won all those races that season was because he was running a car that was a bit illegal. Check it out. I cannot believe, Mr. Dawson, that you would impugn Ford and that the fact that Ford might do something a little bit illegal to uh, to win. Okay, he's probably right, though. Okay. I remember hearing that. No, I remember hearing that yeah. because, uh, you know, what? what's the old adage? If you're not cheating, you ain't trying. And, uh, and Ernie Elliott, uh, who was his crew chief was, uh, Bill Elliott's crew chief. He knew the rules inside out and he was able to, uh, uh, he, he, he found a loophole and I remember you're right, Mr. Dawson. I do remember that, but, uh, Ford's never cheat. Right. Right. Paul. I'm, I'm, I'm not equipped to answer that question. You don't want to hear what I got to say. Anyway, I didn't mean it, but I thought that was really cool that uh, Mr. Dawson chimed in with that. But and he's typing again here too, so we may have to. But real quick, uh, my my chase, my speaking of Elliot, my Chase Elliot theory that I could see him winning two or three of these final races uh, in this uh, playoff chase and not get a damn thing out of it other than getting his uh, owner some points, I guess. Yeah, well, the nine car is still part of the the race for the owners' championship. And that's why when you look at uh, the the official results that NASCAR publishes after every race, there is a P beside Chase Elliott's name, uh, which means playoff driver, because technically the car is in the playoffs for the owner's championship. So okay. he can still deliver Rick Hendrick an owner's championship. But, yeah, there, there's a lot of great tracks, or there's a lot of tracks coming up that bode really well for Chase Elliott to include Talladega, a track that he's got two wins at. The Charlotte Road Course, a track that he's got a couple of wins at. Uh, he's won at Martinsville. He's won at Phoenix. Uh, there's a lot of great tracks coming up for Chase Elliott. So, yeah, he, he very well could go to victory lane, including this weekend at, at Kansas, a track that he has historically run well at. But 
I don't think he wins this weekend. Uh, that's where we go because I got to get a, a little bit of football talk out of you before we let you go. Who do you have? Uh, Paul Whittington, who you got for uh, this weekend in Kansas? Well, it was Denny Hamlin who went to victory lane at this racetrack earlier this year back in May. And Toyotas have won six of the last eight races at Kansas. Denny Hamlin was the best car last weekend and was unable to get it done because of some rough pitch strategy. But he's going to get it done this weekend and sweep the races at Kansas. Well, there you go. Uh, I, I I think that would make a lot of uh... – a lot of NASCAR fans happy too. Hey, uh, the last thing that uh, Mr. Dawson said, he said it was about two inches smaller in size, more more aerodynamic and faster. But again, I, I vaguely remember that, <clears throat> you know, uh, being a big Bill Elliott fan that I was at the time. Okay, uh, dude, I, I can't believe we're up against the clock here, but we're still going to uh, – tonight's Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week, Rich Lands at South Lenore. We've not had a chance to see the Blue Devils yet here in the 2023 season, so pretty excited to, to see that. Uh, it's a series that's been played every, uh, or not every year, but been since 1965, it's the 52nd game of the rivalry. Uh, the last time South and Nor won at South and Nor against Richlands though, was in 2006 here. And again, bearing in mind that we have not had a chance to see South and Nor yet. We know what they've done so far this year. Big win against, uh, against, uh, Jones senior close losses against North Johnson in a game that they were. Uh, statistically better than North Johnson, but still lost 22 to nothing. And then last week's 29 to 16 loss against a pretty good Dixon team that Coach Smith was at last week and told us about on yesterday's show. Your thoughts, Rich Lands, one and two at South and one and two tonight. Well, I think this is a game that favors Rich Lands, uh, or excuse me, South and Uh, I, I mean, I think South and is certainly improving. Uh, they're, they're getting a lot better. And, uh, I, I like the momentum coming off. Was it last week they won? Now I'm confused. Uh, no, two weeks. It was two. You're talking about South Lenore? Yeah, yeah, yeah South Lenore won two. No, no, no. You're right. You're good. Uh, South Lenore beat Jones Senior 42 to nothing two weeks ago. Lost 29 to 16 in their home opener last week against uh, yeah. Dixon. Yeah, so I had the schedule and then I navigated it. The computer is giving me a lot of difficulty <laughs> this morning, Brian. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think this is a team that's getting better, and I, I think they get the job done tonight, and they, and they beat Richland. There you are. Hey, I love that. We'll be getting your picks from you when we talk to you on the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show tonight there, uh, Paul Whittington. Uh, Washington at Kenston, and man, we remember. We were there, that 50-49 to 49 overtime loss at the end of the 2020 pandemic season. It was that spring season. Uh, man, this is not the same Washington team, though. 0-2, uh, they have lost at Croatan. They got uh, shut out at home by Conley two weeks ago, 27 to nothing, against a Kenston team that's won two games in a row after dropping uh, that upset loss to uh, to South Central in the very first game of the season. Washington at Kenston tonight. Yeah, well, you know, they, they have a new coach over there at Washington, uh, first, first year head coach after Coach Perry left, and uh, they're – I, I think Kenston's going to put some ranch on them tonight, and, and they'll get the win. <laughs> you know who would like that joke? Junius Smith III would like that joke, okay? He certainly would. He absolutely he would. would. Okay, uh, man, somebody's got to win tonight. Uh, North Lenore is 0-3. Uh, they've had a little bit of a tough start to the season. It's not been as tough as uh, as Greg Clemens's East Carteret Mariners, though. The Mariners, not only are they 0-3, uh, uh, Paul, 
They have not even scored yet this year. Uh, they lost to White Oak, fifty-one to nothing. To Ashley, sixty-two to nothing, and to Croatan, twenty-five to nothing. They've been outscored a hundred and thirty-eight to nothing in the first three games of the season. Uh, like I said, somebody's got to win tonight. North and North, East Carteret. North and North. It's going to be North and North. Okay. This is this is the weekend they get their first. Uh, their first win under the new head coach. Under Larry Dale, for sure. Uh, I, I, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. Liberty Christian's at Parrot, uh, and it had to be changed. It was originally going to be at Liberty Christian, but because uh, their field is not ready yet in Richlands, moved to Parrot. And uh, Coach Smith and I talked about this yesterday, Paul, pretty much, and it's true. Uh, Matt, yeah. and we're going to talk to Matt Beeman in the second hour here on the show, as we are going to talk to Will Harrell here in actually in about – five or six minutes but uh listen paired academy one and one liberty christian oh and one their only game this year they lost 71 to nothing to rocky mount faith christian they were beat what uh five touchdowns to one in their scrimmage against bethel who only has 13 players this year uh and listen we both know matt beeman he is going to be he's a classy son of a gun he is not going to run it up on these guys but if there's ever been a game where he could say you know what I want to win 63 to nothing tonight, or I want to win 42 to nothing, or whatever. He can literally name the score tonight, can he? He certainly can. Uh, I think he'll be pushing for a running clock before the end of the first half. Oh, yeah. Um, just, uh, just to try to get out of there. And maybe maybe he's getting ready to go tailgate at ECU tomorrow, so he wants to get out of there a little <laughs> early tonight. So, yeah, I, I, I think, like you said, he can pick the score. And, and, and I think we'll see him push for – ending the first half with with a running clock. I love it. I've been on the sideline before, and I've seen them do it. <laughs> yes, I know you have. Uh, Green Central, who uh, after the season opening win over uh, uh, North Lenore, has struggled the past two weeks. Uh, they are now one and two, but they are taking on an Eastern Wayne team. Talk about a statistical anomaly, and I know we'll talk about this tonight in the pregame show. Eastern Wayne is 0-3, okay, Paul? But they have scored 20 points every game. Lost twenty-two to twenty against Southern Wayne, thirty-three to twenty against Acock, twenty-seven to twenty against Southwest Edgecombe. I guess, and I'm I'm blowing my line for tonight when I talk to uh, Coach Jay Wilson. I guess the secret is they just got to score more than twenty points tonight, right? That's what it seems like you score more than twenty <laughs> points, and, and it might be a different outcome for you. There you go. And then uh, the only other game taking place tonight. The, the great story in Eastern North Carolina. Heck, it may be one of the great stories in the state of North Carolina this year. Uh, Paul Cornwell, Aiden Grifton, they're 2-1. and one. They did they won their first two games, uh, dropped a close game to Kinston last week, 26-20, uh, to 20, but they're taking on a Pamlico County team. <sighs> Paul, they've been out. Pamlico County been outscored 142-14, to 14, including a 61-6 to 6 loss at home. To Farmville Central uh, last week, uh, I think it's. I think we're going to see Aiden Grifton improve to three and one tonight, don't you? Yep, I certainly do. I think Aiden Grifton's going to get the win tonight. Well, there you go. Uh, I do have to mention this. Did you see? Uh, it was all over social media last night. Did you see what happened? They play uh, Farmville Central played last night instead of playing tonight. They took on Roanoke Rapids. Did you see the result of that game? I did not. I'd love to. Just this will be the final thing we get from you. Farmville Central was up fifty to nothing at halftime. Already had the running mm-hmm. clock started. The game Roanoke Rapids didn't come out for the second half. They sent a representative out. I don't even know if it was a coach and said, uh, "We're not coming out. We're not going to finish this game. We're going to, you know, th- this will be the final score of the game." I don't know how wow. I feel about that, dude. I mean, 
I got to tell you, man, I don't care if I'm down 50 to nothing, 70 to nothing. And, dude, let me tell you something. I played on some awful teams in high school, dude. One game, we got beat by 60 points one game. That was before running clock, okay? And we played to the bitter end in every single one of those freaking games, dude. That just, I don't know, man. That doesn't stand well with me. What about you? I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I, I think I'd want to know more about the situation. Uh, is is this a situation where they where they just have a really small team and they just didn't didn't have the the players to run out there in the second half? Uh, I don't I don't know. That's that's a tough look though. It's certainly a tough look. Uh, that's tough. Yeah. I, I I don't love it. I don't love it. But uh, I mean, I see a picture here. They're I mean, they're not a, a small team by any means, but but they're certainly not a big team either. Um, man, that's that's tough. Wow. Oh, I, I, I hope it's, I hope it's not a situation where everybody everybody's healthy. They just had no desire to go out there and, and see the score run up. But I but I can't imagine if you're if you're winning fifty to nothing, you're coming back out there with your starters and you're you're trying to score a touchdown every time you touch the football. Yeah, and that I, and again, I don't know the new leadership over at Farmville Central, but. I can't fathom them doing something like that. I mean, not in this day and age. But anyway, again, not a good look. As a, you you said it best. Okay, Paul Whittington, Baby Watch 2023. Uh, we will talk to you uh, tonight live on the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show about five minutes or so into. So about 5.05. So uh, as we're doing the show live here right now, what is that? Uh, four, nine hours from now? We'll see where you stand nine hours from now. Okay, Paul? Sounds good. Look forward to it. <laughs> Thank you so much. That is Paul Whittington. Uh, coming up next here, Will Harrell on the Brian Hanks Show.